The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rishon Blyden. You are fake news. Welcome to Political Bomb Show. I'm your host, Rayshawn Blyden. If you'd like to call the studio, call 323-835-1123 or politicalbombshow.cf. We are talking about sexual alleged assaults, many of the false claims. And the problem is that it's become very, very mainstream right now. And... Um, particularly in with the rich and famous that and it's mostly women i mean there have been cases of men but that's really rare and i've talked about that before in the first place men don't want to admit that they've been sexually abused that's like taking away their manhood so to speak so you're not gonna get many uh, reports of that even boys because We've always been like that. We don't want to report that we feel less of a man and all this stuff. But you really shouldn't uh, let that deter you. You shouldn't let someone, if someone's actually abusing you, you shouldn't let them get away with it. You shouldn't wait until, you know, years later. You should try to handle it as soon as you can. Now, I know it's easier said than done, especially if you're a boy and and there's someone rich and famous or a family member doing this to you. It's very hard to um to step up to the plate and take care of it but the um the sexual harassment the falsely accused ones are really um really not making things better for us men I know that for myself it makes it more difficult to want to approach a woman and try to date her cuz you you ask her the wrong question or 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 even touch not in a sexual way. You're thinking all these things. What if she accused me of sexual assault? And so it makes dating life a whole lot of lot uh, more difficult for men, I think. And then the, we have this Me Too movement. Even women are concerned about about the Me Too movement now. I've been reading Vox and. I just want to say, I'm just going to read it to you right now. It says, significant numbers of women have concerns about the movement, according to Vox Morning Consult Survey. So let me continue on. Men could be falsely accused of sexual harassment or assault. Women could lose out on opportunities at work because men will be afraid to work with them. The punishment for less severe forms of sexual misconduct could be the same as for more severe offenses. These were among women's top concerns about the Me Too movement in a nationwide survey Vox conducted with the media firm Morning Consult in March. Each of these concerns was held by a majority of women we surveyed, 63% were very or somewhat concerned about false accusations. 60% were worried 
about lost professional opportunities and 56% were worried about the perpetrators getting the same punishment for different misdeeds. So my issue is that let's say that someone lies about the sexual misconduct or assault. What happens to them is what my point is. See, there's no real punishment that happens to them. I think that that um, if this punishment for lying about such such crimes were really severe, that less of them would happen. But they're emboldened to do it because it doesn't hurt them. For instance, they could not like a person and decide that I'm going to take him down because I just don't like him. Now you're saying uh, women can't be that. Yeah, they can. They've been, I mean, should I go back to biblical days? This is the reason the mess we're in in the world, Eve, and the fruit need I go on. But anyway, it's not good because um, because men are are being taken out just because. Well, I'm I'm not saying all obviously, but there are some cases where. The women just don't like the guy and they decide that they're going to take him down. Or they may be, as far as uh, rich and powerful, they want money. And if the rich and powerful guy says no, they say, okay, fine. And then they they trump up these charges. And it's not fair. It's like Chris Hardwick, for instance, the most recent one that I, I know of for The Talking Dead. Now, his ex-girlfriend claims sexual misconduct while his other ex who known him for 15 years says that there's no way that he could have done these things so and he came up of course with his own statement but the point is that what happens networks don't want any part of 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 someone who's been labeled as a you know as a sexual assault allegate with label with sexual assault allegations or harassment and so they instantly suspend and in some cases fire someone now what happens after they fire someone and then they're proven to be innocent well their lives are already ruined and you know you, you they may or may not have have you have broken up the family with with their recent wife or whoever and you break so you're breaking up the family you're breaking up his livelihood because of a lie and I've, and then what happens to the the woman who made up the lie nothing i don't think that anything happens to her i really don't she doesn't i don't think she goes to jail or nothing you know it, something should be done more severe to stop this i'm sorry to be drinking water on air but the conditions are very harsh here. This second day of back-to-back 96-degree weather here. And, of course, my AC, my portable AC, leaks too much. I can't use it. So I am sweltering in the heat. I mean, literally pouring sweat. Let's talk about a sweatshop. <laughs> I'll be right back.
What do you hear? Do you hear a little girl having an orgasm? If so, we'll do all we can to put you in jail. If not, please donate. Contact us at hanselandgretel.de. Hansel and Gretel against child abuse. It's on us to stop sexual assault. To get in the way before it happens. To get a friend home safe. And to not blame the victim. It's on us. To look out for each other. To, to not, not look, look the, the other way. way. It's on us to stand up. To step in. To take responsibility. It's on us. All of us. To, to stop, stop sexual, sexual assault. assault. Welcome back. So I was reading an article from Vox about some women concerns about the Me Too movement. So let's continue reading that. Now, how concerned are you about the Me Too movement causing women to be denied professional opportunities because men are reluctant to work with them? Uh, you got 26% said very concerned. 34% said somewhat. 18% not too much. And only 7% said not at all. So that's a very low percentage that didn't think that it affects them. So there you go on that. How concerned are you about men being falsely accused? Now remember, these are women answering these questions. Women, not men, women. How concerned are you about men being falsely accused of sexual assault and harassment? 27% of women said very concerned. 38% of women said, I mean, 36% of women said somewhat. 16% said not too, too much concern. And only 5% said that they weren't concerned at all. Very low. So remember, these are women answering these questions. So just to put it in perspective, these are not men. These are all women. Okay, now let's move on. How concerned are you about the punishment for less serious forms of sexual assault or harassment being the same as the punishment for more serious forms of sexual assault or harassment? 21% of women said very concerned. 35% said somewhat. 18% said not too much, and only 7% said not at all. So, these are very, um, very uh, troubling stats there. A Pew report, I'm not too relied on Pew, but a Pew report released on Wednesday identified some similar concerns with 21% of women saying that the increased focus on sexual harassment would lead to a decreased opportunities for women in the workplace and 31% saying that women falsely claiming sexual harassment or assault is a major problem today. That is a major problem today. You think it's an understatement. They're ruining lives and it's, it's making it more difficult for women who were actually accused, I mean, who were actually abused because of the the um the fakery it's not right i mean i don't want to put myself out there you know and then the women sexually accuse 
you know, ac- you know, put sexual accused allegations on me. So we just stay, try to stay away from them. It's going to make relationships more difficult as well. And then this Me Too BS. It's 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 all political. Just like Black Lives Matter, I f- I believe Me Too movement is also very political. There's just no doubt in my mind on that. So, for many women, concerns are rooted in worried for the men in their lives, and that is also true. If you're married and you have a or you have a boyfriend, your fiance, you're gonna be worried about him being accused of something that he's not capable of, but it's going to also put doubt in your mind. It says, in the, in the focus group, several women express worry that men in their lives, men they describe as caring and respectful of women, would be falsely accused of otherwise harmed as side effect to Me Too movement. It's true. It's not, it's definitely... One woman, 36, who asked that her name not be used, voiced concern about the current workplace climate and its effect on her father. Recently, she said, a woman at her father's workplace asked him, asked for help moving a box. When he said, yes, dear, I'll get that for you, the woman told him never call her there again. He was so upset when he got home, his daughter said in the focus group, he was like, I didn't mean anything by it. I mean, he's an older guy and that's just the way how he's used to talking. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean anything by that. So that's the the problem. You got to try to censor yourself now because you're afraid if you say yes, or or yes, honey, that that you're going to be accused of sexual harassment. It's just so... Oh, on, I don't even know what the word is. It's ridiculous. So, let's see, you got another one here. A 64-year-old woman who was concerned about men being wrongfully accused of harassment or assault. I have a son, and I cannot imagine with the level of respect he shows me and his sisters and my sisters that he could ever do something like that. But what if someone just accused him of doing it, she asked. Am I just supposed to take her word for that, knowing who my son is? A 26-year-old woman who asked to remain anonymous also said she worried about false accusations, especially after a young woman's accountant of a date with a comedian, Aziz Ansari, I must be butchering his name, I don't really listen or watch pop, pop culture, Doing which she said she felt pressure to have sex went viral on the website baby.net. Never even heard of it. It just makes me fearful for my brothers and people like that, she said, because her word was taken as fact immediately. And that's the issue. That's where I want to stop. Right there. Right there. Her word was taken as fact immediately. That's my issue with the problem. So it's not innocent until found guilty when it comes to sexual allegations or sexual harassment 
claims it's guilty until proven innocent. And I thought we were living in America, but this is how it's done now. Because a woman could just simply say, you harassed me, you touched me, and there's no witnesses around, and you will be suspended and or fired from your job until further investigations. Years could go by. You're, you, you know, you're hurting your family. You're, you're not able to support them. They leave you. You're left by yourself. And then years later, the woman said, I lied. I just didn't like you. I wanted to ruin you. It sounds like it's funny, but some women are very vindictive and evil that way. Like I, I keep going back to the biblical days. It started then and it's still going on now. So women can definitely be vindictive. They're the most vindictive evil creatures on the earth, in my opinion. But that's my fear as well. I feel exactly what these women are saying. And then people wonder, why are you so antisocial? You don't talk to anyone. But maybe it's better that we be antisocial now. Then we won't be stuck in these sexual misconducts and all these other things. But anyway, women misgivings have not led them to abandon the Me Too movement, some of them. I would be very careful following this group. As I said, it's just like Black Lives Matter. It's a political movement. Make no mistake about it. It's not, it doesn't care about the welfare of women who's being abused. I don't care if I take backlash for that. I'm just being completely honest. Just like like this, I was on archive.org forever. And, you know, I put my videos there my as my, you know, my um, solo artist music videos. And I've been there for, I don't know, it's got to be six, seven years, even longer, I think. So all of a sudden, I started putting my political views there and they locked and blocked my, my, um, my access to the account. So I'm still waiting for them to get back to me. Let me check my email and see if they got back to me. Obviously, I'm pretty sure they, they're not going to get back to me. I tried to email them from the locked account email and the email wouldn't go through. So I used a different email address. I said, why did you lock my account? And that's, yep, nothing. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to hear back from archive.org. Cowardly cowards. You're just cowards. You just blocked me because of my political views. It's just, but obviously they're not going to come out and say that, but that's the reason. Because I was doing fine until I started putting my political content there, and all of a sudden they blocked me. So they're full of crap, if you ask me in my opinion. Is it going to stop me? Nope, it's not going to stop me. That's why I have my own website, politicalbombsu.cf. I have my own website, so if people really do want to 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 listen to my content, they can do so by going to my website. If they want to read my content, also they can go there and get everything related to Political Bomb Show. So screw you, archive.org. Screw you. Okay, so the next phase of the Me Too will require difficult conversations, but women are ready. Really, what are you ready for? Some criticisms of the Me Too movement 
have implied that the women can't be trusted to have complex conversations or to make distinctions between different types of behavior. Um, as more, let's see how they pronounce it, Moria Donegan, I guess, wrote in the New York magazines, The Cut, the idea that women are skeptical, that we can think and judge and choose for ourselves what to believe and what not to, to is still seen as radical. It's, well, let's see, is that, turn down, turn that down here. Okay, so, yeah, I just, this Me Too movement, it, it, to me, like I said, it's very political, just like Black Lives Matter. So, okay, I'm done with your Me Too movement. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's get that out of here. And um, I want to play a soundbite and get your reaction. And this is going to be someone who was accused of sexual allegations. Uh, a guy called Jacob Blythe, who I thank, and the CPS still proceeded with the trial. The CPS have said in their statement there was sufficient evidence for this case to proceed to court and progress to a trial. Uh, we respect the decision of the jury. They're saying there is evidence. We've got the evidence here in front of us. So where, where is this going wrong? There seems to be a, a serious problem here, It's there? a systemic problem with the CPS. There's something gone radically wrong with their processes. Well, it... it on analysis of that CCTV footage, you didn't break stride. You passed no. her, possibly without even brushing her. You passed her exactly. in half a second. Sure. Uh, and yet all of this is supposed to have taken place. You, you have a bag, you've got your hand on the strap with, uh, with, uh, with your left, right, right hand, hand, I think, and then your left hand, you're carrying a newspaper. So you, you, you must have thought... Even how if I had I... more time, logistically, it's not possible to do what she accused me of. I would have to have walked forwards while leaning backwards. So what has this done to you then? Because, I mean, you, you've lived with this for a year. You've been named. She remains anonymous, not named at all. So as a person, as a man, how does this feel to be accused of something that you have I done? should have remained anonymous as well, although I chose eventually to, to give my name to the newspapers mm. because I wanted to publicise this to stop it happening to other people. Mm. It should never have happened to me, and it... For all I know, it's happening to other people right now. Well, it took the, uh, the jury uh, 90 minutes uh, to, uh, to decide, nine women, three men, uh, to reach their verdict and, uh, and to reject her story. Erin? Um... So there you have it. Mark is absolutely right. I definitely agree with that. Something is wrong with that process. If the, the video footage clearly shows him walking past this woman, he has a bag in hand, and then a newspaper in the other hand, and there was no way that he would have been able to do what she accused him of in in that space of time. And they still decided to go ahead with the case, and thank God that common sense prevailed. And just to, as a side note, there was nine women, and I think only three men on the jewelry were jurors, and it, it only took them 19 minutes. It should have took them two seconds, but it took them 19 minutes to come back and decide that she was full of crap, not guilty for Mark. So it's, it's, it's a problem that this woman remains anonymous. 
and she ruined lives and nothing happens to her. She was a, she turned out to be a liar and nothing's happened to them. That's why this thing that keeps going and going is going to get worse and worse until you have strict uh, penalties and, and jail time on people who falsely accuse people of, of um, sexual harassment or sexual assault, then it's going to keep happening. I myself, way back when in when I lived in uh, Connecticut, had this happen to me. But the police, they saw right through the story and knew that they were lying on me. And so I was cleared and nothing happened. So that's like rare. I could imagine if it was in today's climate, probably wouldn't have gone that way. But it's it's not a good thing when um, someone accuses you of these things. It's it's really it really does. I can't just I can't describe the psychological damage it does to you. And it is like you can't believe that these people are doing this to you. You people that you love and you trust. Why would they do this to you? Is 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 what pop, pops in your mind, or or in in you know in the case of a stranger doing it, it's you know I'm I'm not sure. I've never had a stranger do that to me, but I can imagine sort of the same, um, the same uh, thoughts go through your mind. Like, why is this person doing this to me? I don't even know them, and they're just trying to destroy me for no reason. Well. Like I said, if you're rich and famous, that's the reason that should pop into your head. They want money. That's the first reason. And or they just hate you for no reason. Like I'm sure there's plenty of people who who hate certain celebrities and will say, I'm going to get them in trouble. I'm going to have them lose their job or just regular normal people will be like, you know what? I don't like this guy and I'm going to get him in trouble. I'm going to get him fired and. Just ruin his whole family and and just take him down. Like I said, that oh vindictiveness. That's usually women. It is. I'll be right back. You're very popular. What are you doing with my phone? You wearing that? You don't want to look cheap, do you? Now, um, you're not going to make a fool of yourself tonight, are you? I love you too much to let you do that. Abuse in relationships isn't always physical. For information and help, search This Is Abuse. G morning, sunshine. Wakey, wakey. Text me back. Hey, did you tell your parents about us? Let's skip first period together. Did you get all my texts? Is practice over yet? Where are you at? Are you with your friends? That's L-A-A-A-A-M-M-E-E-E. -E -E. Capital X, lowercase o, capital X, lowercase o. I love you. JK, I hate you. JK. Are you ignoring me? We're in a huge fight right now. This is something I did. I can see your lights on. I'm coming this over. What'd you dream about? Did me? I'm lonely. Holla back. Holla back. Let's try something new. Nude pics. Send me some. Text me. Welcome back to Political Bomb Show. 
So we're talking about false sexual harassment and sexual accusation. Um, this is something that's very serious these days. It's really, it's, it's like an, like an epidemic now, really. So, and you have political, uh, political entities like Me Too movements has been formed. And I don't know that it's helping as I talked about earlier. So I want to read an article now from the Chicago Tribune. Tribune. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? It is so true when it comes to these type of cases. It's it's just really unheard of. I didn't know that we lived in, in uh, China where you were guilty until proven innocent. But with these type of things, you have men's lives destroyed and it could never be put back together. Like Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and could never be put back together again. You can't put it back together. Once a genie's been let out of the bottle, it's impossible to put it back in. And so this is why <clears throat> I think they should handle these things a lot better where you, you handle it like any other crime to actually get to the bottom of it to find out if the, if the guy's a dirtbag or, or if the woman is a vindictive, evil person. And then you should act accordingly. If the woman is being vindictive and evil, she should be locked up and or, and or have a heavy fine put upon her. And if she's poor enough where she can't pay the fine, throw in jail. That's how I feel about it. If you're going to be vindictive and make things up about guys just because you're, you're a vindictive, evil person, you should pay the consequences. Now, I know that when judgment did, you're going to be judged, but... On Earth, you should be, you should be, you should pay a pen, you should pay a penalty here for destroying someone's life. Anyway, let me read the article here. I want to praise Jeremy Piven. That's a risky thing to do. I know Piven is one of those men, one of those big entertainment figures, who has fig fingers pointed at him. He has joined Harvey Weinstein, James. Toback and many others facing accusation. Well, we know that Weinstein turned out to actually be a dirtbag uh, who abused his power to sexual, sexually abuse women. Yet Piven has also issued a principle. I'm not even sure if Piven has been found. How old is this article? What year is this? I don't keep up with pop culture. I really should. Uh, well, this was this was dated November twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. So we don't know if he was actually found guilty or not. I will look that up after I read this, doing the break, and see if he was found guilty. I don't have a team to do these things for me, so I have to do all these things myself. Yet P Piven has also issued a principled statement that should give pause to all. Those talking, taking pleasure in the Me Too movement. Okay, after describing the accusations against him as absolutely false, Piven laments the fact that allegations are being printed as facts and lives are being put in jeopardy without a hearing, due process, or evidence. I should read that line again. Piven laments the fact that allegations are being printed as facts and 
lives are being put in jeopardy without a hearing, due process, or evidence. Yeah, there's that little word evidence there. He wonders what happened to the benefit of the doubt. To tear each other down and destroy careers based on mere allegations is not productive at all. You think? It's more than not productive. It's evil and vindictive. Okay, he's right. He's right. I don't need to read any more of that article. He's absolutely right on that. He's absolutely right. And that's my concern. That is my concern because... You know, you're you're destroying families, you're bringing down careers, and all because of what? It's there, there's reasons they do. Any woman who has the, the nerves to come on my show and to tell me why you lied to bring someone down, I'd certainly love to hear from you. 323-835-1123. Visit politicalbombshow.cf. Scroll down to the bottom. Go click on where it says booking guest and let's set this up because I really want to talk to you. I'm not going to be hostile. A guest in my home will be treated with respect, but I need to know what's your mindset. Am I just blowing it out of the proportion when I say that it's vindictiveness and evilness and money and power? I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm, I don't think I can't think of any other reasons. I really can't. So, powerful people in entertainment who have been accused of sexual harassment or assault. Hollywood isn't the only harassment, the only place that harassment happens, but it's helping change conversations. And this was a story. February twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Let's see. Teen Teen Vogue. Oh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay, so let's just go down the line here. Some of these names I don't know because, again, I don't really follow pop culture that much. Andrew Chrisberg. Andrew Chrisberg, who served as executive producer for Supergirl and The Flash, has been suspended from working on The CW for uh, several allegations of sexual harassment. The report cites 19 anonymous sources who did not want to speak on record for fear of retaliation. So, um, yeah, that's the thing. Just like Bill Cosby, there was... I don't understand that case at all. I mean, they waited how long after and... He, he, I don't know. I'm not going to even comment on that case. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, he looks guilty, in, but looks aren't everything, I guess. And um, the way how he behaved. And, uh, you know, is there a statute of limitation? I mean, how, how long after did they come out and they destroyed him? I don't know if, you know, only God knows if, if, he did all those things. Andy Dick. 
Andy Dick was recently fired from the film Raisin But Buckingham Buckingham after allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct surfaced on the set. The Hollywood Reporter notes that sources describe Dick's behavior as groping, unwanted kissing, and licking, and sexual propositions of people on the set. Wow. So, let's see. We already talked about Azez and Sari already. Where in January 14, 2018, Bay published an exclusive report that detailed allegations of sexual misconduct. Um, let's see what else. Ben Affleck. Now, here's one that he hasn't really... It hasn't affected his career at all. I don't know about his family, but as far as his career, because I think he's still pretty much making movies and so it says there in the days following Weinstein scandal a fan tweeted that Affleck Affleck groped Hillary Burton's breast on an episode of what's TRL I don't even know what that is everyone forgot though the fan wrote in turn Burton took to Twitter and wrote, I didn't forget. Athlete apologized on Twitter. Nothing that he acted inappropriately. The actor has also been accused of groping by makeup artists. Jeez. Who wrote on Twitter that Athlete grabbed her at the Golden Globes party in 2014. Athlete has yet to comment on that accusation. So we see with him, it hasn't really taken him down. Let's see, Ben, Ben Varen, I guess his name is. According to NBC News, Varen has apologized after two women said he acted inappropriately during the 2015 production of Hair at Community Theater in Venice, Florida. Okay, I'm not going to go down this. There's too many of them. We already know about Weinstein. I'm just going on the list to see if there's some that I didn't know of. It's probably most because I don't follow this stuff. Brett Ratner, I don't even know who he is. Six women accused director. Oh, he's a director. Brett Ratner of sexual harassment or assault telling their stories to Los Angeles Times. Let's see. Describe an incident which rather allegedly masturbated in front of her on the set of a movie. Okay. Charlie Sheen. I didn't know about this one. Well, uh, let's see. Actor Dominic Brasilla accused Charlie Sheen of raping the late Corey Haim 30 years ago. When him was 13 and Sheen was 19. In an interview with the National Enquirer, Brasia said, Him told me he had sex with Sheen when they filmed Lucas. He told me they smoked pot and had sex. 
He said they had anal sex. Haim said after it happened, Sheen became very cold and rejected him. When Corey wanted to fool around again, Charlie was not interested, a spokesman for Sheen told people. He absolutely denies the claims. Okay, that's that's like a rare one where you you have a boy that spoke out. Let's see. And yeah, that's sick. If if you know. Um, what else? I guess uh, Haim's mother told Dr. Oz in an interview that she does not believe Sheen abused her late son, but that another unnamed man did. Oh, so she thinks it was someone else? Okay, that's rare. The mother of the the accuser believes the one, the, the mother of the victim, rather, believes the accuser. Chris Savino. Cartoon Brew reported that as many as, as a dozen women have accused Chris Savino, creator of Nickelodeon show The Loud House, of inappropriate behavior and unwanted sexual advances. Following alleged allegations, Savino was put on immediately, immediately from the company. See, this is what the thing that I don't understand. As soon as you're, 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 um, as soon as there's there's allegations against you, the companies ditch you. And what happens if you're found not guilty? I'd like to speak to any man that was uh, they lost their job because of because of allegations, and was found not guilty. And I'd like to know what happened after that. Did you go after the companies that? let you go because of the allegations or did you get your job back or anything like that go on our website politicalbombshow.cf scroll down go to to guest booking a guest and set this up i'd like to talk to you about it because i've i've yet to really hear of someone that was found innocent after allegations going back to work as usual you can't go back to work as usual there's too much damage has been done. It's usually years go by before you're found innocent or guilty. So, I, I don't know. It's The whole system stinks. It really does. Danny, I don't know all these names. I'm not going to. There's too many names. The, name, the list is so long, I'll be reading forever here. Yeah, I'm not going to read any more of that. But it's just, it's too much. It really is just way too much. It's overboard. Now, let's talk about false accusation of rape. False accusation of rapes. What are the... um, What are the stats on this? Well, let's see. Go with the latest one here. Journal of Forensic Psychology in 2017. March 2017, a new study of the prevalence of false rape allegations in the United States in the period of 2006 to 2010 was published. The goal of the research was to up, was up to, to obtain recent figures of the prevalence of unfounded allegations of rape and compared to unfounded allegations of other crimes. According to the data provided by the FBI, 
FBI. Wow. Well, actually, I, the FBI is still good. It's like just like I said, the people in the field are are good people. It's the the top up, just like any security field, whether it be police department or even private security firms. It's the top up that's always the problem. That's where all the, the problems come from. But anyway, provided by the FBI, between 4,400 and 5,100 allegations of rape every year were deemed false or baseless after investigation. Out of 87,000 to 90,000 total, corresponding to an average of 5.55%, that was at least five times higher than most other offense types, cause of disputed con- consent were not included in the results. So, as you can see, um, it's a lot higher when it comes to this. And I contend it's because, because of some women just being vindictive and they just want to just, just claim rape, and it's not true. And it makes it really more difficult for women who are actually raped or anyone who is actually raped. Archives of Sexual Abuse, this is a 2016 one. Claire Ferguson and John Mayoff conducted a media, a a meta, and let's go back. (laughs) Oh, it's so hot, guys. I'm sweltering. Let's rewind, remix. All right. Claire Ferguson, blah, 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 conducted a meta. Analysts of confirmed false rape reporting rates in 2016. And they found that 5.2% of cases were confirmed false rape. So you see, it's about the same as the 2016, 2017, it went up because 2016 was 5.2. 2017, it's 5.55. As you can see, it's trending up. So which means the problem is getting worse and worse, worse and worse and worse. Oh boy, I'm sweltering. I am sweltering. It's hard to concentrate um when you're when you're sweltering working in the heat. Can't imagine being someone who works in a tobacco field. God bless you. You can have those jobs. I don't want them. Woo, I'll be right back. Why doesn't he stop? I know he just keeps going on and on and on. Maybe we should just send him one? No way. Don't trust him. He did say he loves us. Doesn't sound it. He could share that with anyone. Remember, what's her name? That pic broke the internet. Everyone saw it. Her parents, her teachers. Poor Poor girl. He's getting well desperate. Now he's calling us frigid. What a tit. No one should pressure you to send a revealing picture. Disrespect nobody. Hey, come here. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm tired. I said, come here. Please, Patrick. I'm not going to ask again. I don't want to. (laughs) You know I love you. Sex with someone who doesn't want to is rape. For information and help, search This Is Abuse. Welcome back to Political Bomb Show. So we're talking about sexual harassment or 
sexual assault allegations. And it's a very difficult uh, topic because the women, I'm saying women because there are some, there's probably, I'm not, I haven't really heard of any stories where men falsely uh, accuse anyone of sexual harassment or sexual allegations. Because as a man, we just, I don't think it's not something we're going to do. We don't think the same like women. Women will think in those aspects as far as being vindictive. But I don't, men as a whole are not, we don't think like that. So that's why I don't think there's any stories out there about men falsely accusing anyone. So if a man, because like I said before, a man don't want to feel like less of a man in the first place. So if a man actually goes out there and claims sexual harassment or sexual assault, then you know it's true because men do not want to be seen weak and less of a man by putting themselves out there like that. And so I always feel for feel for um, people that men that goes through this. Like for instance, Raymond Towler, who spent twenty nine years in prison, and he walked out of um, Justice Center in Cleveland after his life sentence for rape in 1981 was vacated. Things like this. And what happens to the woman? What happens to the woman? That's what I want to know. What happens to the woman? I want to um, play some sound bites here. Basically about falsely convicted people and just to get it out there it does happen yes there's um many of these uh abuse cases are absolutely correct but there's a lot of wrongful ones out there that goes under the radar now because of the me too movement and it's not right. The Me Too movement, like I keep repeating myself, is a political entity just like Black Lives Matter. It's, it's all political, folks, believe me. It's very, very much political. So anyway, I'm going to play a couple sound bites here and um, I want you to listen to it. Number 10, Randall Dale Adams. I do not like looking down the barrel of a pistol. I do not like being threatened. The first person on our list became the subject of the influential documentary, The Thin Blue Line. Randall Dale Adams was convicted of the 1976 murder of a Dallas police officer. But in actual fact, it was an acquaintance named David Harris that shot the policeman when he pulled Harris over in a stolen car. Harris, however, insisted Adams had shot the officer, though Adams was not in the car at the time. All they want to do is talk about how they're going to carry you. That's, that's the only thing they cared about. That's the only thing they talked about. The prosecutor in the case withheld evidence, as detailed in the documentary, which also included Harris's later confession. Adams received no restitution for his sentence due to a technicality. She said if there was ever a hell on earth, it's Dallas County. <laughs> She's right. Number nine, Arthur Allen Thomas. Did you murder Harvey and Jeanette Crew? <laughs> no, of course I didn't. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. It's tragic to be convicted falsely of a crime you didn't commit. It's even worse when it happens twice. New Zealand farmer Arthur Allen Thomas spent time in prison for the 1970 murders of Harvey and Jeanette Crew. After his conviction was quashed, he was tried and sentenced again. His conviction was largely based on the presence of a rifle shell found in the victim's garden four months after the murder. That shell was planted there by police officers to frame Thomas. In 1979, Thomas was finally pardoned and freed. However, the police officers responsible for his arrest were not punished. And this has never been rectified to this day. Number eight, Stephen Avery. 
Stevie did do a lot of stupid things, but he always, always owned up to everything he did wrong. He never said, no, it wasn't me. No one would have described Stephen Avery as an upstanding citizen. The Wisconsin native had already been jailed for burglary and animal cruelty when he was arrested in 1985 for the brutal sexual assault of Penny Bernstein. Avery ultimately served 18 years for that crime until DNA evidence secured his release in 2003. Uh, we firmly believe that we had the uh, guilty party at the time. This case led the Wisconsin state legislature to pass a bill to help prevent wrongful convictions and led Avery to sue those he found responsible for $36 million. Everything what they did wrong should come back at him. Unfortunately, before that lawsuit was settled, Avery was arrested for the murder of photographer Teresa Halbach, a crime that formed the basis of the controversial 2015 Netflix documentary, Making a Murderer. Again, Avery remains steadfast that he is innocent. He goes on to say, I am really innocent of this case, and that is the truth. The truth will set me free. Number seven, Dewey Bozella. There's no hope. No matter what you accomplish in there, no matter what you do in there, you're still in that box. Bozella was arrested in 1977 for the murder of a 92-year-old woman, but was released due to a lack of evidence. Then, in 1983, the former boxer was re-arrested and charged with the murder, based on information provided by two convicts. He needed a miracle, and we needed a miracle to find something to prove that he was innocent of this 30-year-old murder. Unfortunately, the convicts fabricated the information to secure their own release from prison. Bozella served 26 years, steadfastly proclaiming his innocence. I ain't allowed prison to make me bitter. My attitude was that I had to make myself happy. And though he was a model prisoner, he was denied parole because he wouldn't confess to committing the murder. Finally, additional evidence was uncovered, which demonstrated he was not guilty, and he was freed. I said, it's finally over. It's finally over. Number six, the West Memphis Three. Miss Kelly told police he watched 18-year-old Damian Eccles and 16-year-old Jason Baldwin brutalize the children with a club and a knife. The vicious 1993 killing of three eight-year-old boys in Arkansas drew national attention. Three teenaged boys were arrested for the crime, and it was implied that they had committed the heinous acts as part of a satanic ritual. We, the jury, find Damian Eccles guilty of capital murder and the death of Chris Byers. Damian Eccles, Jesse Miss Kelly Jr., and Jason Baldwin were subsequently tried and convicted. But the case was filled with problems. I don't really understand how they convicted me or got me in here, or really how they did, how they just arrested me in the first place, you know? The crime scene was not properly secured. The coroner's work was substandard. A major witness recanted her testimony, and there was evidence of inappropriate jury communications. In 2011, after a series of documentaries on the case, the three convicted men were released. We can still try to clear our names. The only difference is now we can do it from the outside instead of having to sit in prison and do it. Number five, Daryl Hunt. That witness told police when he and Mrs. Sykes' attackers saw each other, they both left this place in opposite directions. In 1984, Daryl Hunt, a 19-year-old African-American, was found guilty in the rape and murder of Deborah Sykes, a white woman in North Carolina. This verdict came from an all-white jury based on witness testimony. We, the jury, unanimously recommend that the defendant, Daryl Eugene Hunt, be sentenced to life imprisonment. There was no physical evidence linking Hunt to the scene. In 1994, DNA evidence cleared Hunt of the rape charges, but he remained in prison almost 10 more years. While the state's theory on rape and sexual offense is somewhat weakened by the DNA evidence, its case overall is not fatally flawed. Finally, the man who really did rape and kill Deborah Sykes confessed to the crime. Hunt went on to become a powerful spokesperson for the need for a more careful and accurate justice system before tragically taking his own life in 2016. Number four, Reuben Carter. Here comes the story of Hurricane, the man the authorities came to pay. A boxer with the nickname Hurricane of Bob Dylan music fame, Reuben Carter spent 20 years in jail for a 1966 triple homicide at a bar in New Jersey. Circumstantial evidence seemed to indicate Carter and a friend were the culprits, but it was a questionable case. We, the jury, find the defendants, Reuben Carter and John Artis, guilty on all counts. There were inconsistencies concerning the physical evidence and witnesses who placed Carter elsewhere at the time of the murder. Two key witnesses against Carter later recanted their testimony. Those lies show the guilt not of Reuben Carter, but of a corrupt police force. 
and the prosecutor's office. Finally, in 1985, a judge freed Carter, noting racism and concealment in the prosecution's handling of the case. I was 29 years old when they arrested me, and I was 49 when they released me. Number three, Alfred Dreyfus. Everybody said, my God, we've got a spy in our midst. Alfred Dreyfus, a French officer of Jewish background, was accused of being a spy and passing on valuable military information to the Germans in 1894. Found guilty in a secret military trial, he was sentenced to life on the infamous Devil's Island in French Guiana. In 1896, the real spy was identified, but the military court refused to convict him. I accused the Minister of War of having concealed decisive proofs of the innocence of Dreyfus. What followed was an outcry over the obviously anti-Semitic treatment afforded to Dreyfus. A second trial again resulted in a verdict of guilty, despite the merits of the evidence. Dreyfus was pardoned and eventually exonerated, but the case created a national scandal for France. The statue was banished to a distant corner of the Tuileries Gardens. Number two, Jerry Conlon. Hell couldn't have been any harder because this actually was a living hell. The conviction of the Guildford Four brought renewed attention to the British-Irish conflict in 1974. Jerry Conlon was one of three Irishmen who were convicted alongside an English woman of bombing a pub in Guildford, England. Which left five dead and dozens injured. The prisoners became known as the Guildford Four. In addition, Conlon's father and other relatives were also falsely convicted of being part of the plot. They asked me my name. I told him my name and I was punched in the face. It broke my nose. Conlon maintained he had been tortured into making a confession. This was later validated when it was also learned that the police had held back important evidence. I've been in prison 15 years for something I didn't do, for something I didn't know anything about. The falsely convicted Conlon was released after 14 years. And his story was dramatized in Daniel Day-Lewis's film In the Name of the Father. I'm an innocent man. I spent 15 years in prison for something I didn't do. Before we reveal our number one pick, here are some honorable mentions. When the Supreme Court reversed Sam's conviction, we hoped that would be the end of it. But the state of Ohio wasn't going to let him off the hook. You are a free man. I, I just had to stay strong. I knew I was innocent. I knew nobody out there was listening. You heard Tim say, no, I ain't raped nobody. Y'all got the wrong person. To catch them, how far was this detective willing to go? Number one, the victims of the Salem witch trials. Was there perhaps a casting of spells? Was there? Famously dramatized in the play The Crucible, the Salem witch trials were a horrendous miscarriage of justice. In 1692 and 93, a group of young girls began accusing neighbors and townspeople of being witches. If you expect God's mercy, you must look for it in God's way by confession. This created a mass hysteria that engulfed the town. Before cooler heads prevailed, 20 people, including 14 women, were executed. Welcome back. So, basically, it's backing up what I said. Nothing happens to the person that lies, even though they ruin lives. And in some cases, the uh, accusers spend 19 years in jail. Like this dirty, filthy cop who planted uh, the bullet. That's just ridiculous. I think a fair and just system would be the victim that lied or planted false evidence should pay restitution to the man and his family and spend an equivalent years of how much the accuser spent in jail. So this cop should spend 19 years in jail like the accuser did because he planted evidence and lied. So it's, it's unfortunate these things happen. So I want to read a story from sciencedirect.com here. And um, let me just read the introduction. The introduction says, The problem of false allegations. The trust of the innocent is the liar's most useful tool. 
the quote from the novel Needful Things written by Stephen King in 1991 applies to all false allegations. It is the trust of police officers and the judicial system in alleged victims that protects the false complainant and keeps them undetected. Not all allegations of crimes are truthful, especially false allegations of rape, stir emotions among scholars. So this is absolutely true. Absolutely true. I, there's really not much more I can say about this, but like I said, if you if your life was ruined by someone claiming false allegations against you, I'd like you to visit politicalbombshow.cf, scroll down and click on booking a guest and let's get you on here to tell your story because this is unfortunate. It really is. It I feel that if the the penalties were more stiff for people who lie, but they don't seem to be any penalties. You can destroy someone's life and say, oops, my bad, or not even say that, just say, oh, well, and just walk away and nothing happens to you. Nothing's happens to you. It's just wrong. It's plain wrong. So that's pretty much all I have on this. I'd like to hear your story, like I said, and... We'll, we'll definitely continue the conversation on f- further shows in the future on this because this is the, a growing problem. It's not getting better. And until people stand up and say we need tougher laws on people who lie and make things up in regards to sexual allegations and sexual harassment and rape, you need tougher penalties and, and um, laws to stop people from doing this and it's mostly like I said women are the ones doing it men are not gonna go out and put themselves out there they don't want to be seen as weak so this is happening primarily on you know to women women are doing this not all women obviously but there's a small percentage that's making the majority look bad it's just like radical Islam, the radical Islam are making the majority of of Islam look bad. Who do I blame for that? I don't I well I blame obviously the radical Islam Muslims, but I also blame the mainstream Muslims because they're not condemning it. And in my estimation, if you're not condemning wrongfulness, it means that you agree with it. So that's just my take on it. Until next time. But you got to be crazy. Yeah.
Let's go.